Chapter 21 A Harp's Sweet Notes Sing unto the Lord with the harp, and with the harp, and the voice of a psalm. Psalm 98, 5 This harp sounds most sweetly. All through life I may picture the saints as marching to its music, even as the children of Israel set forward to the notes of the silver trumpets. Israel came to the Red Sea. They might well be afraid, for the Egyptians were behind them. The crack of their whips could be heard, and the rolling sea was before them. But Israel marched confidently through its depths, because the word was given, Fear not, Jehovah is with his people. Exodus 14, 13-14. See the pillar of cloud by day, and the pillar of fire by night. How safely they follow its direction, even through the heart of the sea. They tread the sand on the other side. It is an arid waste. How will they support themselves or their flocks? Scripture, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Isaiah 41, 10. The manna drops from heaven, and the waters ripple from the rock. But look, they come to Jordan. It is their last difficulty, and then they will reach the land of their inheritance. Jordan divides. What ails you, O Jordan, that you were driven back? Psalm 114, 5. God was with his people. They did not fear, but entered into their rest. This is the heritage of all the saints. As I thought of the life of faith, I saw before my eyes, as in a vision, a lofty staircase of light. Led by an invisible hand, I mounted step by step. When I had ascended long and far, the staircase turned and turned again and again. I could see no supports to this elevated staircase, no pillars of iron, no props of stone. It seemed to hang in the air. As I climbed, I looked up to see where the staircase went, but I saw no farther than the step on which I stood, except that every once in a while the clouds of light above me parted, and I thought I saw the throne of the Eternal and the heaven of His glory. My next step seemed to be upon the air, yet when I boldly put down my foot, I found it as firm as stone beneath me. I looked back at the steps I had already taken, and was amazed, but I dared not tarry, for forward was the voice that urged me on. I knew, for faith had told me, that the winding stairs would end at last, beyond the sun and moon and stars, in the excellent glory. As I occasionally gazed down into the depths out of which the stairs had lifted me, I shuddered at what my fate would be if I would slip from my standing, or if the next step would plunge me into the abyss. Over the edge of that step upon which I stood, I gazed with awe, for I saw nothing but a gaping void of black darkness, and into this I must plunge my foot in the faith of finding another step beneath it. I would have been unable to advance, and would have sat down in utter despair if I had not heard the word from above of one in whom I trusted, saying, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. I knew that my mysterious guide could not err. I felt that infinite faithfulness would not tell me to take a step if it were not safe, and therefore, climbing still, I stand at this hour happy and rejoicing, even though my faith is all above my own comprehension and my work is above my own ability. We believe in the providence of God but we do not believe half enough in it. Remember that omnipotence has servants everywhere, set in their places at every point of the road. 
In the old days of the post-horses, there were always relays of swift horses ready to carry onward the king's mail. It is wonderful how God has His relays of providential agents. When He is done with one, there's always another ready to take His place. Sometimes you have found one friend fail you. Maybe another is recently dead and buried. Ah, you say, what will I do? Well, God knows how to carry on the purposes of His providence. He will raise up someone else. How remarkably punctual providence is! You and I make appointments and sometimes miss them by half an hour, but God never missed an appointment yet. God is never before His time, though we often wish He were, but He is never behind, not by one tick of the clock. When the children of Israel were to go down out of Egypt, all the pharaohs in the pyramids, if they had risen to life again, could not have kept them in bondage another minute. Scripture Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go. Exodus 8 1. It was time, and they must go. All the kings of the earth, and all the princes thereof, are in subjection to the kingdom of God's providence, and He can move them just as He pleases. Just as the showman pulls his strings and moves his puppets, so can God move all who are on earth and the angels in heaven according to His will and pleasure. And now, trembler, why are you afraid? Fear thou not, for I am with thee. All the mysterious arrangements of providence work for our good. Touch that string again, you who are in trouble, and see if that harp is not a rare instrument. God well knows how, if He does not intervene openly to deliver us in trouble, to infuse strength into our sinking hearts. Scripture There appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. It is said of our Lord, Luke 22, 43, And I do not doubt that invisible spirits are often sent by God from heaven to invigorate our spirits when they are ready to sink. Have you never felt it? You sat down an hour ago and wept as if your heart would break, and then you bowed your knee in solemn prayer and spread the case before the Lord. Afterward, when you came down from the prayer room, you felt as if you could joyfully encounter the trouble. You were humbled and bowed down under it, as a child under a chastening rod, but you gave yourself up to it. You knew that it was your Father who smote you, and so you did not rebel any longer. You went into the world determined to meet the difficulty that you thought would crush you, feeling that you were quite able to bear it. I have read of those who bathe in those baths of Germany that are saturated with iron. After bathing, they have felt as if they were made of iron, and were able in the heat of the sun to cast off the heat as though they were dressed in steel. Happy indeed are they who bathe in the bath of such a promise as this, I am with thee. Put your whole soul into that consoling element. Plunge into it and you will feel your strength suddenly renewed so that you can bear troubles that before would have overwhelmed you. There is a way by which the Lord can be with His people that is best of all. That way is by noticeable manifestations of His presence, imparting joy and peace that surpass all understanding. I will not try to explain the exhilaration and delight 
that is caused in a child of God by the consciousness that God is near him. In one sense, he is always near us, but there is an opening of our eye and an unsealing of our ear, a putting away of the external senses and an opening of the inner spiritual sense by which the inner life of the Christian becomes wondrously conscious of the pervading presence of the Most High. I cannot describe it, for it's not a thing for words. It's like what heaven must be. It is a stray gleam of the sunlight of paradise that has fallen upon this sinful world. You are as sure that God is with you as you are sure that you are in the body. Although the walls do not glow, and the humble floor does not blaze with light, and although no rustle of angels' wings is heard, yet you are like Moses when he put off his shoes from his feet, for the place whereon you stand has become holy ground to you. Exodus 3, 5. Bowed down, I have felt it until it seemed as if my spirit would be crushed, yet at the same time it was lifted up until the exceeding weight of glory became too great a joy, too overwhelming for flesh and blood. Here is a person who has lost all his possessions and is very poor. He is met tomorrow morning by a generous friend who says to him, Fear not, I will share half of what I have with you. You know that I am a person of considerable wealth. Do not be afraid. I know your losses, but I am with you. I feel sure that any person approached in this way would go home and say to himself, Well now, my troubles may be over. I am rich, since half of what my friend has is more than I had before. Yes, but may not the same losses that fell upon you fall upon your friend? May not the same reversals in commerce that made you poor also make him poor? In that case, you are as worse off as ever. Besides, your friend may change his mind. He may find you much too expensive a client, and he may shut his door against you one of these days. Now, though, God says to you, I am with thee. The Lord has much more than your friend has. He is much more faithful. He will never grow weary of you. He cannot change his mind. Numbers 23:19. Surely it is better for you to feel that God is with you than to rely upon an arm of flesh. Is it not so? Believer, you will never prefer man to God, will you? Will you prefer to rest in a poor, changeable man's promise rather than to rest upon the unchangeable covenant of God? You would not dare to say that, although I dare say that you have acted as if you would. I am afraid that our unbelief is such that sometimes we would really prefer the poor arm of flesh to the almighty arm of God. What a disgrace to us! When our mind is clear, though, we must confess that God's I am with thee is better than the kindest assurance of the best of friends. Someone may be engaged in Christian service and has been working hard. Would you not feel very happy if God were to raise up a dozen young people who would rally round and help? Oh, yes, you say. Then I could go to my grave saying, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace, since there are so many others enlisted in the good cause. Luke 2.29. But is this so? Might they not also grow as weary as yourself? And what are they compared with the world's needs? May they not soon be taken away or prove unfaithful? If God says, I am with thee, 
Is not that better than twenty thousand of the best and brightest people, and even of thousands and thousands of the most industrious missionaries? For what would they all be without God? The only comfort they can bring you is that which they would have to first borrow from Him. Take the plain promise of God, for it is enough, and more than enough, even if all of earth's springs were dry.